Verse number 126, Surah Yusuf, ayah number 88 to 111, insha'Allah. فَلَمَّا then when دَخَلُوا عَلَيْهِ They entered upon him. Upon who? Upon Yusuf alayhi salam. In the previous ayah we learned that Yaqub alayhi salam, when he had lost three of his eleven sons, meaning he lost Yusuf alayhi salam, he lost Binyamin, and he also lost the eldest of the ten other sons that he had, his hope all of a sudden increased. His hope increased. When the difficulty intensified, his hope also increased. That relief is very, very near. Insha'Allah, Allah will bring Yusuf bin Yamin and the other son, all of them back to me, so that the whole family can be together. And what did he tell his sons? Don't give up hope and go look for Yusuf. Go find him. Don't give up hope. Now what happened, that the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam, they went back to Egypt in order to purchase more food. And we learn from the verses that they didn't really go to Egypt in search of Yusuf a.s. They just went to purchase more food. So when they entered upon him, meaning upon Yusuf a.s. قالوا they said, يَا أَيُّهَا aziz, O Aziz, مَسَّنَا It has touched us. وَأَهْلَنَا And our family. What has touched us and our families? الضُرُّ Adversity. A lot of adversity. The word الضُّر ضَاد رَا رَا What kind of harm is this? Harm that is experienced at different levels. You know, emotionally, physically, financially, socially, in relationships. So they said to Yusuf salam that adversity has afflicted us. Great hardship, great difficulty. In other words, we are experiencing hard times. We have a shortage of food supplies. We have lost three of our brothers. We are suffering from financial problems and we're suffering from family problems. So they said to Yusuf وَجِئْنَا And we have come بِبِضَاعَةٍ With goods, meaning with merchandise, with a price that is مُزْجَاتٍ That is worthless. That is very, very poor in quality. Muzjat is from the root letters Zai, Jim, Wow. And Zaju is basically to push something away, to discard it. What is it that you discard? What is it that you throw away? What you push away? Meaning if somebody were to offer it to you, you say no way and you just get rid of it. What is it? Something that is garbage. That doesn't have any value. That does not have any worth. So they said we have brought to you a price that is muzjat. Meaning that is worthless. And this is all that we have in order to purchase food with. But they said, فَأَوْفِلَنَا الْكَيْلِ So please give us full measure. Meaning despite the meager price that we offer, you please give us full measure. وَتَصَدَّقْ عَلَيْنَا And be charitable to us. Meaning be generous to us and give us more. Because we are in extreme need. We are suffering a lot. And some scholars have said that what they meant by be charitable to us is that please let our brother go. He's in your custody, but you're such a good person. Look at how we're suffering. Please let him go. Be charitable. Yes, you have the right to keep him for an entire year. Shorten that term. Be charitable to us. Indeed, Allah rewards those who are charitable. 
Meaning those who give charity, they can only be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not by those whom they give charity to. So please be charitable to us and may Allah reward you for your ihsan. Now what do we see over here? That these brothers, they have come to Yusuf salam, and they are standing before him and they are expressing their humility. You see, Yusuf salam has such a high status over here and his brothers are literally humiliated before him. They are begging him for food. They are asking him for charity. These were the brothers who were not willing to accept the virtues of Yusuf salam once upon a time. Right? They were not willing to recognize anything good in him. But we see that despite their transgressions against him, what's going on? Today, they're standing before him disgraced and needy. They didn't want to acknowledge his status before. And now, they are forced to be humble before him. What does this teach us? That any person who does not accept who does not acknowledge the goodness in the other person, one day he is forced to accept it. He is forced to acknowledge it. Whoever does not acknowledge the high status that Allah has granted to a person, whether it is with respect to age, with respect to their role in the family, with respect to their knowledge, with respect to the status that they have, any kind of position that Allah has given them, any kind of honor that Allah has granted them. If a person does not accept it, sooner or later he will be he will be forced to accept it. So the dignity of a person is in what? True honor of a person is in what? Acknowledging the good that Allah has given to other people. Because the thing is that what prevents us from accepting the good in people is what? Our pride. That if I accept it, I'll become lesser. I'll become lowly they'll be better than me. But the fact is that they're already better than you because Allah has chosen them. Allah gave them that position. Allah gave them that rank. So accept it in order to maintain your dignity. And remember that whoever lowers themselves for Allah, then what's their reward? What's their reward? Whoever humbles themselves for Allah, then what is their reward? Allah will keep them humble? Allah will? raise their ranks. مَن تَوَاطَعَ لِلَّهِ رَفَعَهُ اللَّهِ Allah will honor them. But a person who does not lower himself for Allah, who remains arrogant, then we know the fate of the arrogant. What is it? That they're humiliated. They're insulted. They're brought to their knees in this life and definitely in the hereafter. So we see here that a complete picture of the humility, the distress that was suffered by the brothers of Yusuf is portrayed. And on hearing all of this, Yusuf is not able to hide his identity anymore. His heart melts and he cannot help but disclose his identity to his brothers. Qala, he said, Hal alimtum? Do you know? Meaning, do you remember at all? Ma fa'altum? What you did? Be Yusuf? With Yusuf? Wa akhihi? And his brother? Do you remember all that you have been doing to Yusuf and his brother, when you threw Yusuf in the well, and him and his brother, you have always treated them differently because they're your half-brothers. Do you remember all the transgressions? إِذْ أَنْتُمْ جَاهِلُونَ You did all of that when you were ignorant. 
Meaning, you didn't know any better. You were ignorant. Because forgetting what you know out of being overcome by emotion, that is also a kind of jahl. Jahl, remember, is of different kinds. One is lack of knowledge. Complete unawareness. A person doesn't know. But the other is that a person knows, but he's overcome by emotion. Like he's overcome by extreme happiness, extreme sadness, extreme anger, extreme love. And as a result, what does he do? He goes against his knowledge. So for example, a person knows zina is haram. If you ask him, is zina permissible? He will say, no, it's not permissible. He's a Muslim. He knows that it's not permissible. But what happens? Out of extreme love and emotion, he ends up committing it. So when he's committing it, remember, his state is of like jahal. Okay? So Yusuf a.s. says, إِذْ أَنْتُمْ جَاهِلُونَ This is why the scholars have said that, كُلُّ مَنْ عَصَى اللَّهَ فَهُوَ جَاهِلٌ Every person that disobeys Allah, then he is like jahil. It doesn't mean that he is forgiven. No, he is still responsible. But it's as though he became jahil at that moment. Has it ever happened with you that you make a mistake in your exam and later on you're like, how could I make this mistake? I knew this so well. Right? So what happened? You became jahil at that time. Why? Because you completely forgot. So Yusuf salam he says, إِذْ أَنْتُمْ jahilun." Look at the beauty over here. Look at the beauty of his akhlaq, the nobility of his manners. That how the brothers treated him, but he gives them the benefit of the doubt, that yes, you did it, but you were jahil then, you were ignorant then. It's as though he doesn't want to embarrass them. He doesn't want to make them feel bad. He doesn't want to blame them at all. He just wants to remind them of it in order for them to recognize Yusuf salam. You see, when the brothers of Yusuf threw him in the well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised him something. What was the promise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made with Yusuf? That one day, you are going to tell them about this. And they will not even recognize. وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْهِ لَتُنَبِّئَنَّهُمْ بِأَمْرِهِمْ هَذَا وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ They will not even recognize that it's you who's telling them. So here he is, Yusuf salam. he's telling his brothers what they did and who he is, and they had no idea. Qalu, they said, أَإِنَّكَ لَأَنْتَ يُوسُفُ أَإِنَّكَ Are you indeed, لَأَنْتَ you, Yusuf? You are Yusuf being, you really, is it you, our brother? Because obviously they had been coming to Egypt again and again, and they had met Yusuf multiple times, and even though his title was Aziz, perhaps they had heard his name, but they never made the connection. Yeah, you know, this is our brother. They never made the connection, because they could never imagine that the brother whom they threw in the well could be given such an honorable position in the government of Egypt. They never imagined that. So they said, إِنَّكَ لَأَنْتَ Yusuf, Are you really indeed Yusuf? Kala he said, Ana Yusuf. Yes, I am Yusuf. Wahada Akhi. And this is my brother, whom they had left last time in Yusuf Alaihissalam's custody. Yusuf Alaihissalam said, Qadmanna Allahu Alayna. Allah has certainly favored us. Allah has certainly been very, very generous towards all of us. Notice over here. Yusuf is not taunting them. He's not making them feel embarrassed. Nothing like that. What does he remember? 
the blessings of Allah. Because what does Allah say? وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ Mention the blessings of your Lord. فَذْكُرُوا آلَىٰ اللَّهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Mention, remember, talk about the favors of Allah so that you can be successful. Successful in any relationship, successful at any time of your life. If you want to make it, if you want to be successful, then what is it that you need to remember and talk about? The good times. So Yusuf salam just mentioned one thing earlier. You remember what you did to Yusuf? Well, you know what? Alhamdulillah, Allah has been very good to me. قَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا He has been very good to me, He has been very good to my brother Bini Amin, and He has also been very good to all of you. Because notice the word عَلَيْنَا Na means what? Plural, all of us. Now, okay, the brothers of Yusuf salam, you can understand that Allah was really good with them, that they got to live at home with their father. But what was the good that Yusuf salam got? When he was thrown into prison, what was the good that he got? Didn't his life become more difficult? From being sold as a slave to being attacked by women and then being in the prison for so long. That was difficult, right? But Yusuf salam he calls all of that what? Man. Allah's ihsan. Allah's favor. Why? Because he knew that that difficulty was not for the sake of difficulty only. He understood that that pain was not just to cause him pain. It was to bring him success that he could not have otherwise achieved. It was a means of being successful. So this is why even the hard times, even the difficult times, he remembers them as Allah's favors. And especially Allah's favors, because yes, it was hard, it was difficult, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always brought him out of the difficulty. If you think about it, if he was thrown in the well, was he in the well forever? Was he in the well forever? What happened eventually? He was taken out. When he was a slave in somebody's house and being harassed by women, was he in that situation forever? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took him out. How? By putting him into prison. When he was in the prison, did he remain there forever? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a way out for him from the prison also. Our problem is that anything that happens in our lives, we remember the difficulty. We remember the pain. We remember the suffering. We don't remember the relief. We don't realize the blessing of Allah in taking us out of that difficulty. Like for example these days. Yes, it has been hot. It has been sunny. It has been humid. We have been fasting also. But... If you think about it, this past week, how many times has it rained? How many times has it rained? Many, many times. Even if it was just quick showers. But so many times it rained. Early morning, mid-afternoon, late in the evening. There's rain. So yes, there is difficulty. But with that difficulty is also ease. But what is it that we only talk about? The difficulties. The difficulties. You know, it's like when a mother, she goes through the pains of pregnancy and the pains of labor, childbirth, everything. It's very difficult. It's like, it's a killing experience. But then as soon as she sees the baby, then what happens? Does she say to the baby, you're going to have to pay for this? Does she say that? She forgets it. 
Why? Because the baby is too precious. Right? One look at the baby makes her forget all her pains and she'll do it all over again. Right? And she'll do it all over again. Not once, twice, thrice, more and more because that baby is too precious. Right? That baby is a blessing. Which mother have you heard complaining about children that children are such a burden, you know, so difficult to get and so difficult to give birth to and so difficult. There are women who complain, but I mean, who cares about them? Right? But mostly good women, they will only talk about the beautiful aspect of pregnancy. Right? The joys of pregnancy and the joys of having a baby. Who will think like that? People who are positive. So Yusuf is also remembering Allah's blessings. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا Allah has been very generous to us. Very kind to us. And always say this statement. Anything that happens in your life, whether it is good or it is bad, always say, Allah has been very good to me. Allah has been very kind to me. You know, for example, if your fasts are going really well, your Ramadan is going good so far, don't say, Alhamdulillah, I'm having a lot of water, so I'm making it through the day. I'm getting my sleep. I don't go for taraweeh, so I can sleep well. Come on, don't say such things. What should you say? Allah is being very, very kind towards me. He's very generous towards me. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا How was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala generous towards Binyamin? What was His favor to Binyamin? Yes, he was separated from Yusuf Yes, he had to suffer a lot of abuse at the hands of his brothers. But what was the good? Yes, he got to stay with his father. And eventually he got to meet his brother. And he got to spend some time alone with him, away from the brothers. Even though the process was very difficult and embarrassing, he was accused of theft. But Allah's favor in that also. You see, Binyamin was innocent. But he was portrayed as a thief. That's what everybody believed him to be. Only Yusuf and Binyamin knew that he was not a thief. But was there not good in that also? Was there not good in that also? There was. What was the good? He got to be with his brother. Away from the abuse of his ten brothers. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا Okay, what about the rest of the brothers? What was Allah's favor towards them? What was Allah's favor towards them? Go ahead. Okay, that they wanted to harm Yusuf but they weren't successful in that. They did throw him in the well, but they could not prevent him from the khair that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had decreed for him. You see, when you're trying to do something bad, you make a bad plan and Allah causes it to fail, even that is Allah's mercy. Even that is Allah's mercy. That you're going out to do something bad, to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah closes the doors for you, and you're not able to do that harm. So, this is Allah's favor on you. You know, like we learn about some sahaba, some companions, that even in the time of ignorance, they never drank alcohol, they never participated in such gatherings, right? And some companions, they're reported to have said that they were on their way. But they just got distracted and they fell asleep and you know something happened so they never managed to get drunk. They never managed to commit any haram. They even went out to do it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected them. 
Allah protected them. Imagine if when the brothers of Yusuf were sitting and they said, Uqtulu Yusuf. And everybody agreed that yes, let's kill him. And they actually killed him. Then what a big sin. But what happened? One of them said, La taqtuluhu, don't kill him. Just go throw him in the well. Mission accomplished. He's away from your father. And we're not really committing a major sin either. So this was also Allah's blessing that He protected them from haram. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا Allah has been very generous to us, very good to us. إِنَّهُ Indeed He مَنْ يَتَّقِي Whoever fears Allah وَيَصْبِرْ And He is patient. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيرُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Then indeed Allah does not allow to be lost the reward of those who do good. This is the summary of the entire story. This is the main lesson. What? That he who fears Allah, he who is patient, then Allah will never waste the reward of such a muhsin. Now I want you to go back to the beginning of the ayah. When Yusuf is being questioned by his brothers, are you really Yusuf? And he says, yes, ana Yusuf. You can say it was a very emotional situation, but again, Yusuf is so calm, he's so dignified, there's no drama, there's no overexcitement, there's no yelling and screaming. Very honorably, he discloses his identity to them. And we see that he does everything possible to make sure that his brothers don't feel embarrassed. He doesn't want to make them feel embarrassed. He is very careful and very sensitive towards their feelings. Now you see, in any situation, when you are proven right, and the other person is proven wrong, you win, and the other person does not really win. Okay, What is it that we typically do? We are so happy, we start praising ourselves, that you know, the other person, he feels very, very embarrassed. Now one situation is that you win, and the other person loses. You are happy, and they are sad. The other situation is that they win and you lose, so you are very sad. You're in tears. But what is much better than that? You win and they also win. Right? You get something and they also don't feel embarrassed. They also don't feel like a loser. They also don't feel like they have lost everything. And when can this happen? That when you win, you do not embarrass the other person. You let them see the good in their loss also. You appreciate them for their effort. Even though they weren't 100% successful, still you appreciate them for their effort. You make them feel that they haven't lost. And this is a very dignified and honorable characteristic that a person could possess. That he does not let the other person get embarrassed. Now think about it. Yusuf could have taken all his revenge possible at this time. When he's standing and his brothers are begging for food before him. He's so high and they're so low. If anything, he could have used some words to embarrass them, to humiliate them, to insult them, to taunt them in order to cool his heart. But think about it. Who needs to take revenge? Who? Who wants to take revenge? Who? Who wants to take revenge? That if I could only get a chance to give them what they gave me, to say this to them, to hurt them the way they hurt me, 
to harm them the way they harmed me. If only I could get a chance. Who wants to do this? The one who has spiteful feelings in his heart for the other. The one whose heart is full of hatred, full of grudges. The one whose heart is full of you know, feelings of revenge. Right? He wants to take revenge. Who has not been able to forgive the other. Who has not been patient through the trial. He wants to take revenge. But we see that Yusuf a.s. he's above all of this. He's above all of this. He's not taking any kind of revenge. Not even through a single taunt. Not even through a single statement. He's above all of this. Why? Because he had already forgiven them. Why did he forgive them? Because what's the point of holding a grudge against someone for 30 years when you don't even see him anymore? And what's the point of being angry and upset with someone when what you suffered from brought you your greatest success? Right? Think about it. If anyone tries to harm us, if we have suffered at the hands of another person, in any way whatsoever, hasn't that experience taught us something? If we have been positive, hasn't it make us grow in some way? Like for example, there are many girls who when they get married from certain cultures, they are expected to all of a sudden take the whole load of the family you know, problems in the sense that cooking, laundry, cleaning, everything falls on their head. Children, everything falls on their head. And yes, it's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Emotionally, physically, it's very difficult. But those who survive that phase, then you know what? They are so good in the kitchen. Once I remember this one friend of mine, I went to her house and she had prepared so much food. So much food and so many different, different kinds of things. And she's got three kids. And at that time, her youngest was very, very young. And I'm just watching her. I'm like, if you came to my house, I could not even prepare half of this. How do you cook so fast and so good? She said, when I got married, I had to prepare food for the entire family. All of my in-laws. And fresh food every day. And not just one thing, but two, three things. And mashallah, now her skills in the kitchen are amazing. Which is why she manages to homeschool her children. She manages to take a course here and there. In addition to cooking all these lovely dishes and keeping the, her house like perfectly nice and organized. I mean, it was very difficult. But that difficulty taught her something. Right? It taught her something. It grew her in some way. And this is true. In every situation, when somebody is harming you, remember... That difficulty will cause you to grow in a way that you could not have grown otherwise. I know someone who went through a divorce and all the mess that comes with it. And she often says that it's one of the best things that ever happened to her because it gave her strength of character and it brought her so much closer to Allah in the way that she prayed and the way she conducted herself and her entire family as well. So it, she says it's before, you know, she was just drifting and This kind of focused her. So. Yeah. So really, if you have learned from your difficulties, you will realize that you'd really benefited from them. So Yusuf a.s. he focused on the positive because he was a very positive man. A man who had a lot of hope in Allah, who did not focus on the problems, the negatives. Rather, he focused on the positives. And this is why when the haters came before him, he had no hate for them. 
he had no hate for them. Because if you think about it, being thrown in the prison was really one of the best things that happened in his life. As difficult as it was, it was one of the best things that happened in his life. Why? Because then he got to Egypt. Then he learned wisdom, ta'wilul ahadith. He got honor in Egypt, which he could not have earned otherwise. So this is why we see that Yusuf a.s. he's not vengeful at all. He is trying his level best to make sure his brothers do not feel embarrassed. Then we see that at the end of the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيرُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Who is a muhsin? From this part of the ayah, what do we learn about a muhsin? What two characteristics does he possess? A muhsin. An excellent person. A man of excellence. What two things does he possess? Taqwa and sabr. Because you see, مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيرُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Those who have taqwa, those who do sabr, Allah calls them muhsin. So in other words, a person can never be muhsin without taqwa and without sabr. Without taqwa and sabr, you cannot be muhsin. You can be nowhere near ihsan. Now, what does it mean by this? Taqwa in which situation? Sabr in which situation? You see, when we're going through any test, any trial, any kind of difficulty, we're dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all, in the sense that in matters that are relating to Him, His decree, His decision, what He allowed for you know, us to happen, for us to suffer. And secondly, we're dealing with people. Alright? Now, you need taqwa during any trial when you are thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? In the matters that are relating to Him, taqwa. That you don't say anything negative. You don't get upset at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree. You fear Allah in that situation and say only that which is right. You do only that which is right. Taqwa. You need it. And sabr in dealing with people. Because obviously trials, they come through who? Through people. Even if it's in your body that you're suffering, you know, that pain, it gets worse when you're dealing with insensitive people. Right? So what do you need? Sabr at that time. So these are two things that every person needs in order to pass a test in life. Taqwa and sabr. If a person does not fear Allah, and he goes on, saying things that are inappropriate, doing things that are inappropriate, committing haram, not caring about the limits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said. And he's impatient with people. He is unjust with them because he has suffered so much in life. So he becomes vengeful. This person has not passed the test. Who will pass the test? The muhsin. The one who has taqwa and the one who has sabr. And you see, it is not possible that a person will not face difficulty in life. Every person faces difficulty. Sometimes that difficulty is within your family, family issues, from parents, from siblings, from children, from spouses. Sometimes it is financial. Sometimes it is with distant relatives. Sometimes it is with neighbors. Whoever it may be, but you're always going to suffer in life in the sense that you're always going to be going through some test, some problem. 
Because this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to examine. That, لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ amala. Who is it that does ahsan amal? Who is it that does ihsan, who becomes a muhsin? And who is it that becomes the lowest of the low? Asfala safilin. Where is it that we stand on the spectrum? Is it that we are closer to ihsan through sabr, through taqwa? Or is it that we're becoming the lowest of the law by using you know, abusive words, by saying incorrect things? Recently I met somebody and they're going through a lot of difficulty in life, a lot of hardship. And when I met them, yes, I saw the pain that they were suffering from. But at the same time, I could not help but see the blessings of Allah in their life. That how if they're suffering, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the most helpful neighbors, the most you know generous friends, the most loving people around them. And really in that situation, either you can focus on the positive or you can focus on the negative. But this individual, unfortunately, I heard such statements from their mouth that I just wanted to run away. I didn't want to hear those statements even because they were so disrespectful towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I was feeling so bad for this person that on the one hand they're suffering so much. And on the other hand, the words that they're uttering, it's not going to bring them any good. It's only going to make them waste all the reward that they could have accumulated. So remember, when we're going through difficulty, any kind of trial, when we're suffering at the hands of people, when we're hurting in our own body, when there's no escape from the people who are in our lives, there's no escape from our body, there's no escape from our circumstances, then realize this is the test that Allah decreed for you. So, observe taqwa, observe sabr, and you'll become a muhsin. And Allah, He will not waste your reward. Because, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ He does not waste that reward. He will not let this person go waste. And isn't this the lesson that we learn from the life of Yusuf a.s.? Isn't this something that we see repeated over and over again in his life? In the well. Do we hear him complaining? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, what happened to me? I was supposed to be honored and you showed me this dream. And why am I in this well? Why? I don't understand. Why did my brothers do this to me? I want to go back to my father. I love him too much. I cannot live without him. No. He's sold as a slave. Is he seen throwing a tantrum? He's working as a slave. He's so respectful towards his master. He doesn't cheat him in any way. He prefers to go to prison than to commit haram. What is that? Taqwa and sabr. Taqwa that he is not committing haram. Sabr that he is ready to go to prison. Innahu mayyattaqi wa yasbir. Fa inna Allah la yudhiru ajra al-muhsinin. Like as he goes through his trials and like the different problems in life, he doesn't like bottle them up. He just like lets go of them as they come. Like sometimes we don't react to something, but we still have the pain in our heart about that problem. And then eventually as more and more problems keep coming, we blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. he didn't blow ever. Yeah. yeah. You know when we are advised, don't react. Do sabr. We think sabr means bottling up your emotions. No, that is not what sabr means. Sabr means you let them go. You let them go. That negative energy that is building up inside, you let it out. Don't keep it in. Don't let it out 
Meaning don't spray it on people. And at the same time, don't keep it inside. Because if you show it to people, that is not right. And if you keep it inside, that is not right either. What is necessary? That you forgive and you forget. And what is the only way of forgiving others and forgetting the harm that they have caused you? The only way. Focus on the good. Focus on the good. Taqwa and sabr. Focus on the good. And you'll be a happy person. And generally also, people who are positive, who focus on the good things instead of the bad things, then they are happier. They're not stressed out. They're not freaking out. They're not yelling at others or snapping at this person and snapping at the other person. Positivity is very important for success. And those who remain positive, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never ever waste their reward. And also remember that when you're focusing on the positive, what are you looking at? The ease that Allah has created in the difficulty. Because inna ma'al usri yusra. With every difficulty, there is also ease. Right? Either it comes after or it comes along with it. In fact, it is with it because Allah says, Inna ma'al usri yusra, not ba'd al usri yusra. It is along with it, not after it. So, where you're suffering, remember there is also something good that Allah has blessed you with. Focus on the good. Be a grateful person because, La in shakartum, la azidanakum. If you are grateful, I will increase blessings for you. And we have discussed this many times early also, that if you focus on the pain, that the pain becomes worse, becomes more difficult to bear. So what happened? Qalu, they said, Tallahi, by Allah. The brothers of Yusuf salam said, By Allah, لَقَدْ آثَرَكَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا Certainly Allah has preferred you over us. Allah has chosen you over us. Athara. It means to give someone something that the other has not been given. To prefer them over others. Allah has preferred you. He has chosen you over us. How? That we tried our best to get rid of you, but we could not harm you. He chose you over us at home, and He chose you over us over here also. In Egypt also. That you are the giver and we are the takers. You are the one giving charity and we are the ones spreading our hands before you. Desperate and needy before you. Allah has preferred you over us. وَإِن كُنَّا لَخَاطِئِينَ And indeed, we have been khati'een. We have been wrong. We have been sinners. We were wrong. The fault is ours. Now these words of the brothers of Yusuf what did they bring to Yusuf Victory. This is victory. This is victory. And if you think about it, this kind of victory Yusuf could not have gotten at home. If he lived amongst his brothers, they would never acknowledge the good in him. They would never ever praise him in any way. But Yusuf went through so many difficulties, so many trials. Allah granted him success. And the brothers come humble before him and they're the ones admitting their mistakes and they're the ones acknowledging Yusuf Salam's greatness. And in this, we also see the goodness of the brothers. Because this statement, in kunna لَخَاطِئِينَ We were wrong, I was wrong, 
I made a mistake. This statement is very, very difficult to utter. Sometimes we acknowledge in our hearts, yeah, it was my mistake. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done it. My bad. And the other person, they were right. But we pretend as everything is fine and things are okay. We never want to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. The heart acknowledges, but the tongue is not strong enough to utter these words. But we see the greatness of the brothers of Yusuf السلام, that they are acknowledging their mistake. وَإِن كُنَّا لَخَاطِئِينَ And you see, part of tawbah is what? To admit your mistake. Admit your mistake. And when a person admits his mistake, admits his fault, then no matter how big it is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives him and people also forgive him. If a person admits his mistake, but if a person tries to cover it up and tries to pretend that, oh, it was not his mistake, it was somebody else, some random person who did it, then in that is humiliation, embarrassment for the person. He doesn't get any forgiveness, neither from Allah nor from people. You know, like for example, if there's an accidental murder, an accidental murder. How many times it happens that people, when they realize somebody has died because of them, they just escape the scene. They just run away. They don't want to be caught. It was a mistake. It was an accident. Yes, it happened. At least accept it. At least accept it. And if you accept it, if you apologize, then perhaps a family will also forgive you. They will also forgive you because it was an honest mistake. But... You see, a lie, when a person says a lie, then in order to hide it, what does he have to do? Utter more lies. Likewise, a person makes a mistake, then he has to hide the evidence, and he has to bribe someone to not give testimony. I mean, one crime after the other. Um, we see in the story that if Yusuf had humiliated the brothers at that time, they wouldn't be able to accept this mistake. And it also shows that if we're able to bottle in our emotions, we're going to get a lot more happy if they accept it as opposed to if we blew up on them. We would just regret it after. Yes. Very true. That if Yusuf had embarrassed them, had taunted them, you know, made them feel bad in any way, you think they would... Admit their mistake before him? No. When is it that you're able to admit your mistake before the other person? When you feel secure. When you don't feel threatened. Right? When you find relief in admitting. When you feel that if you admit, then a huge burden will be off of your back. When you feel welcome. Then you can admit your mistake. So Yusuf he did not threaten them in any way. He didn't say, now you're before me and I will take all the revenge possible. Now see what happens to you. I will have you know, ditches dug up and throw each one of you and then send you to prison so that you see justice. That's all. No, he's forgiving. He's forgiving. And this is why the brothers are able to acknowledge their mistake also. And they're able to seek forgiveness from him also. وَإِن كُنَّا لَخَاطِئِينَ Recitation of these ayat. فَلَمَّا دَخَلُوا عَلَيْهِ قَالُوا يَا أَيُّهَا الْعَزِيزُ مَسَّنَا وَأَهْلَنَا الضُّرُّ وَجِئْنَا بِبِضَاعَةٍ 